The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. Only way out of this is to keep lying. (laughs) Carol filled him out. Maybe I should have approached the one of knowledge. Oh, I may not be the, uh, may not be the smartest bard to ever walk this earth, but I know when I don't know something. This is, this is very much like a game of tennis. I can only be as good as my opponent. Oh, shit, I got some riddles to tell you guys. (laughs) Here's my thing, is that you don't, because it looks suspicious. God damn it, you guys, I can't read. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, they're like Shriners. Oh, balls. Uh... (laughs) Hi-ho, hi-ho, did you hear about our live show? It's Saturday, March 31st at 6 at Vermont Comedy Club. You should totally come. It'll be tons of fun, and tons of weird, and seating is tons of limited, so reserve your seats now at vtcomedy.com. Now, what time is it? Oh yeah, let's hit it and crit it. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Uh, last time, Cassian had a dream in which he was visited by Hruel, the god of chance, luck, trickery, and secrets. Hruel delivered a number of cryptic riddles to Cassian that may be helpful with the hardships they are sure to face. And Cassian proved to be, like, really, really good at riddles, you guys. <laughs> the party soon woke to news that there had been an attack in the city overnight. The ORE guildhouse had been burned to the ground, and its caretaker Hamish was brutally killed. The party, sure that the robed figures they had escorted the previous day were responsible, set out to find more information about them while discussing the riddles that Cassian was told. They determined that the riddle, the riddle, uh, they determined that the riddle, (laughs) me talk pretty. Uh, Sometimes the one who can't is the only one that can referred to the Tome of the Deep Wrath and that they needed to find someone that couldn't read to be able to decipher it. In an emotional moment, Olash admitted to the party that she cannot read. They immediately shifted plans to go retrieve the book from the Temple of Aegea. Upon speaking with the Elder there, she let them know that she no longer had the book. She had just recently spoken with a local philanthropist that said he had had in his employ a scholar of great skill that could safely read the book, ensuring that no one else could come to harm. So she released it to him. That philanthropist was the twerp himself, Gulric de Tuop. We pick up with the party having left the Temple of Aegea and heading to the city walls to see if they can find the carriage that the robed figures rode in on while they wait for dusk to arrive and their meeting with Utesh. So, it's mid-morning, and you arrive at the east gate of the city. There are some merchants heading into the city, similarly as you saw the day before. Uh, there are also quite a few folk leaving. The populace seems pretty on edge. Just, I feel like I want to punch a horse really badly right now. Can't believe he got away with the book. And how the hell did they know about the book? I assume he has... I mean, I think we had a, we have been assuming he has spies everywhere, but I guess we didn't think to suspect the temple folk. I'm also piecing it together now. All the places we went to, we had all been to most of them except the forge, but those would be places we would have brought the book or the book would have gone to. It's like the main big temple. We went to the archives. We went to... It wasn't the Temple of Aegea, but it's the main place that somebody might look for that type of thing. Were they searching for it there or could they feel it or something? That seems like well, a reasonable deduction. Yeah! Maybe, but then... You know, when I read that guy's mind, he did say, it's all going according to plan. <clears throat> True. And then Cassian yelled, run, and he ran away. Right, yeah, we were not Yeah, well, you know, mistakes were made by all, and I don't think we need to start throwing around. God! <laughs> Is there a horse anywhere? <laughs> there are tons of horses Please around. Don't horse. Please don't punch horse. Oh. We don't have time for that kind we, of we, we don't. foolery. Does anyone look like it needs a good punch in the face? Uh, roll perception. <laughs> God, uh, that is, where is perception? There it is. Uh, so that's a 21. 21, you look around, and these horses all look so kind. Aww. <laughs> Yarfik, we don't have time to get tossed in jail and go on another missing persons quest right now. <laughs> I get really angry, and I punch the horse that's on my shield. There really might loud. not even be any kobolds around, Olash. So. 
Okay. But yeah, so I punch my shield as hard as I can. Let's feel, feel better? No. Let's focus on uh, finding this carriage. Besides, we've got prophecy on our sides. I mean... Well, prophecy's been heralded. The fire already started. Hamish's shop burned down. Yes. And that lumber place. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> that could have been the earlier one. I'm sorry, I just wasn't sure if that was John laughing or Yarfik laughing. <laughs> that was John laughing, okay. not Yarfik. <laughs> Yarfik's always been amused by arson. <laughs> <laughs> the flames just lick me so... Wh- no. Whoa. Um, yeah. Uh, That's not amusing. No. <laughs> All right, um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, cast what you call it. Um, I love that spell. <laughs> it's really a catch-all. <laughs> it tastes Cat's delicious. grace. Cat's grace on myself. Okay. Um, so for the next hour, I'll have advantage on dexterity checks. Sounds good. And then I'm gonna just sort of stealthily approach the area where the wagons are kept. Okay. So you. Um, uh, you know, walk out from the gate, and you can see about 30 feet from the gate, sort of on either side, are a number of carriages. There are, there are, you don't see like livestock around them, so it seems that they probably have brought the, the horses or the oxen or what have you into the city, into one of the stables, but the carriages themselves stay on the outskirts. And there are people milling about them. Hard to tell if they're necessarily the drivers or like people who are just like, oh, I've never seen a carriage before. <laughs> or, you know, people who are looking to hire somebody or what it is, but there are, you know, a number of them on either side. How thick are the crowds that are trying to leave the city? Like, are we trying to weave through people? Is it a lot of people leaving, or...? So, it's not quite to the level of traffic jam, but compared to the day before when you were here, there is... There are more people leaving than there are entering. All right, so I'm gonna... um... And the the crowd also seems, like, very on edge. So I'm wearing... I'm I'm wearing my uh, traveling cloak and with the hood pulled up, just Mm -hmm. sort of to be as inconspicuous as possible and uh, I'm going to see if I can if if I can get inside the wagon with the eye on it without being observed. Okay, well roll uh roll perception real quick. Oh, okay. Uh, that's a 9 I believe. Nine. Yeah. Was that your first roll with your new dice? Yes, it was. <laughs> so you you step out like 30 feet or so from the gate and you gaze out to to both sides to to look for the wagon. And you're sort of, like, swinging your head back and forth, looking for it, and you don't see it. I mean, there are plenty of wagons there, but you're not seeing that symbol. Um, are there, like, are they sort of, like, is there, are there enough there that it's conceivable that it's just, like, farther away, like, obscured by other wagons where I couldn't see it? It's conceivable. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of look harder. I'm gonna keep walking up and down the roads of the wagons. Well, I'm gonna try and take this one stealthily. Uh, just stay in contact, Ildov, and we'll and I'll let you know if I need backup. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna walk along and just kind of peruse from a distance and kind of look at what I can see. Yeah. I okay. Mean, if we all uh, want to fan uh, out, I'm, I'm not gonna it. get close, but I'm gonna try to like at least see if I can recognize anything. Okay. So, Cassian, are you going to the right or the left? Uh, right. The right. Okay. So, say you uh, from where you were, thirty feet out, you uh, you start sort of stalking along the the line of wagons that are outside. Yes, with cat-like. Uh, with cat like tread, yes, pirates of Penzancey. Like a cat, like a cat. He's saying that loud again. Uh, <laughs> That's mental. Um, that is mental. <laughs> uh, but you go walking along them. Uh, roll another perception check, and Yarfik, you roll one as well. Okay, that's a 19, and or a uh, 21. And that's uh, 18 for me. Okay, so uh, uh, Yarfik, I'm going to say that you went down the left so that you guys are, are sort of maximizing your search potential. Neither of you finds the wagon. And at this point, you have looked at all of the wagons that are arrayed here. The wagon's not at the city gates. And it's that time? point that it hits you. When they arrived yesterday, they disembarked from the wagon, they waved the driver on, and he went into the city. Uh, okay. Yeah, Great. the wagon could be anywhere. It might be... Do you think it's at the Twerps house? Probably. Well, I hate to say it, but I don't know that we're well, do we wanna do we wanna try and sneak into the Twerps house right now and search through that wagon? I mean after the debacle we had where they figured out that we were all together after you tried to read their minds, we're probably not welcome there right now. I well, mean, that's I, why I said can sneak. always disguise myself as someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know is really great, but they saw Cassian literally tell our stranger to run mm-hmm. and then he came back and they were very like they had said basically that they saw through the 
Threes. I don't know. I don't know if you are following along, but I'm as stealthy as a cat right now. <laughs> so I, I am all over this. If you want to go and give it a shot, I mean, I also wanted to go back and investigate the, the area of the fire and see if we could find anything. Oh, right. Oh, give yeah. Hamish a proper burial if he hasn't already gotten one. Yeah, we could do. I mean, because we're just kind of killing time before we meet with Utesh. Actually, speaking of which, how much time at this point do we yeah. have? It's mid morning right now. Your meeting with Utesh is at dusk. So, in theory, ah, never mind. No, say it out loud. What was your theory? I I was thinking about wanting to take a long rest, because I feel sort of dumb for burning a second level spell. (laughs) Nothing. You could. You You have Um, just about enough time. But if you guys want to do some fire investigation. But you could also go and take a long rest, and they could investigate. You don't necessarily need to be there while they do it. True. Split the party. Yeah, that's... That's always worked well, out real well. With, with a long rest, do I regain any hit points? That... Yep. Yeah? Okay. Do we need a rest? Oh, wait. Because we, we already we had rested one. So we you rested. Yeah, yeah so, you rested right. since the gargoyle. So, unless you got into a fight without us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Ildov was sleep fighting again. <laughs> <laughs> sleep fighting with all of my other personality. <laughs> Whoa. Ooh, there, there's an episode right there. That's going to be in the <laughs> DSM-6. <laughs> Uh, I would see that. As shout out for my psychology nerds. Uh, anyway, uh, so what are we doing? You need a rest, don't you, Cassian? You look I tired. Don't know. <laughs> it feels a little. Cassian, if you only smiled more. Okay, guys. Whoa. No, you know what? Screw it. I'm good. Okay, sure. Yeah, I just I don't feel like Cassian would be is the type to just be like. Well, I need I need to be fully rested before I this gotta go fight. recharge my batteries. Yeah, it's just As he it walks feels up a to little gamey, like a little little munchkiny. So I'm not, I'm just gonna say we're we're, we're keeping going. Okay. Right, you want to head over to the, to the uh, yeah? Let's investigate the fire. Let's investigate the fire. Okay. To the fire. <laughs> so you <laughs> leave the gates and walk back into the city. About uh, a half hour or so, um, with your whatever Cassian's feet is that makes you travel faster in cities. I don't remember what it's oh, called. Yeah, that's right. What is that called? Your thing. It's part of your background, right? Yeah. The, he knows all the shortcuts. Yeah. So you city secrets. City secrets. That's what it is. So you make your way in uh, through the forge, back into the growth, and over to the uh, the charred remains of the Ore Guildhouse. There are some city guard posted around the building, uh, making sure that no one interferes. It seems, so, you know, that as people sort of come close, they're they're like backing them off, like, sorry, this is you know, active investigation. You can see, even without getting close, that there is no body of any kind there. It seems they've already cleared out out Hamish's remains, but there is still smoke rising from the uh, the ashes. Do you want to pull out the stone and say we're already guild members? Maybe we can look around, or do you want to come back later when it's... I don't know. What? I'm curious what what we're hoping to find here. Any scrap of evidence that, that puts this in conjunction with, with you know, de Twop or anything else, or maybe just how this happened. Hamish didn't do is anything. There, is there anything we can, like, see that beyond the... Can you detect magic? I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of magic stuff in the RE house. Um... It would be on your spell sheet. It would be on my spell sheet. Can I detect magic? I can, uh... I can. Man, we should no. write to Fizzweep for another one of those magical... An arcane diviner? magic gizmos, yeah. Yeah, I don't have that. I have it. Um, and I mean, knowing whether this fire was started magically or not might tell us something. I don't know, I feel like we know who's responsible, right? Or we, we feel I... Know. Oh, never mind. All right, sure. I mean, I'll, we might as well poke around. Yeah, I'll, I'll walk up to the uh, to the guards and uh, flash the ORE message stone, and uh, and say, uh, "Excuse me, we are uh, we're guildsmen. Uh, we we were hoping we might uh, take a look and see if we can determine the cause of this this blaze." Well, uh, sorry, this is uh, this is an active investigation by the city guard. Couldn't uh, you don't think you could could use some help from practitioners of the, the arts? Uh. Look, I uh, I appreciate that you like to help, but uh, it's just because someone walks up to me with a shiny black stone doesn't really mean anything. Oh, I'm sorry, you don't recognize the URE message stone. Fair enough. Uh, it's it's a device we use to maintain contact with one another. Hmm. Uh, at this point, I'm gonna um, telepathically tell 
uh, Cassian, that um, I probably should have dressed as a city guard member. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, you could always, like, (laughs) walk away and walk back. Um, All right. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So I walk away and, like, guard up. Guard up, yeah. Put up your guard, so to speak. Oh. So to speak. Um, And then I walk back. Okay, so you uh, disappear into an alley, and you cast Disguise Self, and you are now clad in a full suit of that sort of, like, white leather uh, studded armor that they wear with uh, that same embroidered patch with the five colors on it. And you have a shield and a longsword, all the accoutrements that are appropriate for it. And you walk back out, and what do you do? Uh, Sorry I'm late. I'm here to investigate. They say, uh, <laughs> hmm. huh. you new? Yes. <laughs> All right, what's your name? Gruff. Gruff, right. Well, uh, have at it. The, uh, they've already taken the body down to the morgue. Um, we could show you exactly where it was found. Uh, and yes. then, I mean, you're the detective, so detect. Thanks. Detective McGruff. Not McGruff, just Gruff. Just Gruff. Gruff the crime guard. Gruff the crime guard, taking a bite out of the crime. So they show you in in the the wreckage where the body was found. There's still, like, blood on the ground next to it. It's sort of... It's still a pretty grisly scene. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, if he died of smoke inhalation or whatever. They said that... His eyes were cut out and his throat was slit. So it's probably the smoke, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, forgot about that. Fire Fire is known. Fire is known to rip out eyes and Hey, it's magic fire, man. It's crazy. (laughs) I'm a magic fire, man. Sorry. Anyway. Somebody just saturated. I'm a magic fire, man. Water. Uh, So, you are now in the wreckage. This guard has gone back to his post to sort of guard it. What are you doing? Uh, What can I... I'm just kind of poking around. Like, can I... Does anything catch my eye as being sort of out of place? Roll... I mean, roll investigation. Okay. Oh, boy. We all know we're real good at that. <laughs> Ten. Ten? Okay. Uh, looking around, I mean, as far as things being out of place, you're like, yeah, like, the whole building is mostly gone. Um, there's rubble everywhere. Um, you do see a lot of things that you sort of recognize from the couple of times you all have been here in the past, uh, as far as, like, where the display cases were, where, like, the bookcases, all that kind of stuff. There are tatters of paper all over the place um the the area around where hamish's body was is like sort of dried charred blood on the wood and looking around you don't really see much that uh that clues you into to anything specific there's no there's certainly nothing obvious in the wreckage no clues that would lead you to one way or the other like you don't see any there's no like torch laying on the ground or you don't have the sense there's no smell in the air that like there was a lot of oil (laughs) used or or, like animal fat or anything that would be an accelerant for fire but just sitting there judging by what you know of what happened to the body like you're you're still pretty sure you know what caused this all Mm -hmm. but you don't have anything concrete to back that up based on what you see. How close am I if I'm, like, right near where the guard, like, the, the, where they're keeping us out of, like, the edge? Uh, probably, like, 20, 25 feet. Okay. From where she is? Uh, yeah, give or take. Okay. I turn to Caspian, I whisper in his ear, tell Yildov to telepathically talk to me. And as I'm doing that, I'm starting to cast detect magic. Um, yeah, okay, I okay. relay that. So then I connect to you. And so I'm gonna. We see the beam like like a satellite style in a movie go from. <laughs> no, it beams out into outer space <laughs> to an yes. elder god of inconceivable horror way out of the cosmos, <laughs> and then it beams it back. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I cast tech magic, and do I see auras? Anything else? That, like, I know there's gonna be a lot of stuff, but do I recognize specific things that pop out like that are out of place or weird? Roll investigation alongside of that. Okay. That's a uh, sixteen. 
16. Uh, so in casting Detect Magic and sort of looking at, at everything that you see in front of you, I mean, the place lights up like a fucking Christmas tree uh, just based on all of the stuff that was there. I mean, all of the potions are magic, and right. they're, a lot of them are, like, shattered and spilled on the floor. So there's sort of this, like, general glow amongst everything. It's hard to even figure out in places what it's actually coming from. All of the wood seems to have a glow to it as well. It doesn't seem like it's because the wood was enchanted, but it does, you you can deduce that it was, like, magical flame that, that set this place afire. Okay. Can he tell the difference between arcane and divine magic? Yes, I can. Uh, no presence like of magic in 30 feet, to one uh, to see auras and determine school. So I can tell the school of magic. You like, can tell the school of magic. School. It won't tell you whether it's divine or arcane. Oh, okay. So I can tell the school of magic, but I can't tell. So I can tell, like, necromantic or... Yeah, this was, uh, I believe it's evocation. Okay. I'm going to tell that and say, you know, I'm, I'm picking up a lot of <laughs> a lot of auras around here, a lot of things spilled, but it looks specifically like the wood in general was attacked by some sort of magic fighter. Can you get a closer look at some of the wood beams and see if there's anything, like, you could see, like, residue or something, pull it off? Um, okay, so I pick up a piece of wood. Okay. <laughs> a beam. <laughs> she picks up an entire eye beam. <laughs> um, okay, roll investigation. Investigation. Fifteen. Oh, nice. Nice. Oh, do you have a plus zero? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you, you pick up, the, you heft this piece of wood, <laughs> uh, and you you begin to, to really investigate it very intensely. Put your eyes right up to it look down the length of it uh, you, you like take some of the char off it and taste it real quick can I see in the aura what type of magic this was it's it, I mean you're getting the same sort of uh, feeling you were before that it's evocation magic okay. and that it's certainly sort of like everywhere uh, more intense in like where the burns are on okay. things you still can't tell what spell caused it mm -hmm. but it's definitely magic and it's definitely what destroyed this building okay. um, so they were Clearly, this building was attacked by magic users of some kind. So I really, really have back to that. Definitely was magical flame. You might want to tell the city guard about that. Can you get anything off of it? How would how would he, the city guard, know that though? Maybe he's a detective that knows that can cast detect magic. He could be ORE. Who knows? I mean, do we want to clue in the city guard because? If they're working with the twerp. Well, remember what the city guard said to us before, where they, during our fight they came out and said someone's been using magic. If someone used magic here, that's illegal, technically, unless they're ORE. Do we want to link that in their minds to us, though? Not to us. Yeah. Well, to the twerp. If he's using magic illegally, that could bring him down. But I'm saying, like, we're the more obvious suspects here. Yeah, especially considering the fight with the gargoyles. You know. Which they know we were a part of. I guess. Uh, I guess. I was just trying to figure something else out. Um, also, while you're walking around, if you can grab any like full potions and take a look at them and bring them over to me. Then is maybe. there anything that's like still whole? You didn't see any when you looked before. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I... Okay. So now we kind of like kick some shards. Yeah, I just blew a first soul spell. And set down the beam. <laughs> <laughs> and walk back <laughs> over. Yeah, may, unless we have other ideas that we want to do before sundown, maybe it would be appropriate time to rest up. The other thing I was trying to figure out is if there's anything sticking out like in a place that doesn't have a lot of magic around it that I can see, like a, like a silhouette or something? Or, you know. uh, I mean, a nuclear bomb didn't go off. What are you... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you know how uh, it, there's a lot of magic everywhere and things got spilled so it's kind of, every, there's a huge aura ever. Yeah. Maybe something got thrown that was like out or like, you know, just in general like... Like out from the or, building? Or the, or? Yeah, or the starter of the fire or something like where it started from. It wasn't just like in the middle. Oh, of the you're shop. trying to like find the blast point? Yes, the flashpoint. With, uh... 16, I have. With, um... I mean, it's the thing is, that it's, it's just there's so much like magic residue here. Mm -hmm. uh, it's impossible to tell where it started or even if there's one point that it started in. Okay. So best I got... Yeah, maybe, uh... I'm saying this telepathically. Um, Still to me, you're I'm just standing there looking gruff. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe we should take a, you know, little, little nap. Yeah. Rest up and... If there's one thing I learned campaigning with the Nine Lives, it's the importance of going into battle well-rested and well-prepared. Are we ever prepared? Well, no time like the present to get started. <laughs> Back to the ceasefire? Um, I'm gonna just, like, nod at the guards and walk away. Okay. Um, I say, it was uh, nice to meet you, Gruff. Sure. 
He's <laughs> <laughs> so so, turns to the other guy and goes, oh, I guess it's not just a clever name. <laughs> Although it is that. <laughs> so ceasefire? Ceasefire? Ceasefire. Ceasefire. So you all uh, walk away. Uh, Ildov, you make your way sort of away from the group into another alley, and you guard down. Guard uh, down. <laughs> now I'm... God, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what we're all wondering? I mean... Are you going to re-chelsify? I guess I'm re-chelsifying. Wasn't I chels when they when I when we had the running the like yep. the run incident? But were you? Yes. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. there okay. was. Because yeah. she had chelsed up after the battle, and then she. But if got he already knows right. that Chels is with us, then it's not giving him any new information, really. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I'm re-chelsifying. Chelsified. Okay. You're going to chelsify, and you all make your way back to the ceasefire, and you tuck in for some good resting. Uh, so you have gained your spell slots back, Hooray. gentlemen. Yeah. Um, I cast detect magic out of habit. <laughs> and you're down a slot again. <laughs> and uh, you wait through the day. I mean, is there anything you guys want to chat about while you're waiting, or are we just wanna, straight up time dashing? I want to ask Olash how uh, how she's feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's been a big day. We've had a lot of revelations. Yeah. Uh, you all have been very nice to me. <laughs> I appreciate it. Do you um, wanna do you wanna have a, a quick reading lesson? I have my my magic books. No, here. we she should can't... probably wait. We oh should... right, 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 right. <laughs> I forgot what we were doing. <laughs> but I appreciate the offer. Oh Definitely, we'll take you up on that. Um, yeah. Once we deal with all this, uh, you know, prophecy stuff. I'm picturing during this conversation that you've pulled out one of the gargoyle arms and you're just like cleaning its nails. Uh, So you guys, you you sit, you rest, uh, maybe have an ale, maybe have a milk, maybe have some tea, uh, maybe all three in one glass. (laughs) Uh, and we call that English breakfast. Yeah. Uh, what's English? Exactly. And then you uh, you wait until the appointed hour, which is dusk, and you make your way out to that uh, sewer exit where you first emerged from below with Utesh. Yeah, I think we want to make the approach as stealthily as possible, like scanning for any any like sure signs of what? <laughs> oh, because I, I have a disadvantage on stealth. Well, then maybe you can be at the back and the rest of us will go a little bit ahead of you. Uh, well, you can, I mean, if you want to approach stealthily, you can do it a number of different ways. You can travel together. Uh, you can also travel separately. It'd be like four people. You all know where you're going, so it right. could be four people all approaching individually to sort of throw people off. Or you can try to do it as a group. It's up to you. What's the, I mean, how do we adjudicate it if it's a group? Remind me. I will essentially if if you are traveling stealthily as a group, you all roll, and uh, you just have to have a certain number of successes for it to work out. Okay. Um, so like you can help each other. So even if Ildab, what do you say you and I bed. scout ahead a bit? Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna <laughs> stealthily approach and scout. All of us? Um, no, no, just Ildab just... and I to start with. Do we need what rolls do we need to make? Oh yeah, what are we? Are we wrong? Stealth. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought maybe you might want us to make an investigation roll or something, too. Oh. Um, okay, I have, uh, that would be a 22. 22. A 22. Hold up, here, take my arm. I got a 5. Oh, no, sorry, just a 20. A non-natural 20. A t- okay, a non-natural yes. 20 and a 5. Oh, boy. Uh, so... What are what is your goal in stealthily approaching? What are you trying um, to do? Just just to like um, scan the the area like by the sewer entrance and see if I can spot anything that seems amiss, anybody that might be laying in wait for us. And, okay, and uh, so roll investigation as well. <laughs> Wait, can I roll investigation? Five. Yeah, you can. <laughs> That's a five for investigation from Cassie. All of us do really. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, so uh, as you approach Cassian, you are keeping like very close to buildings, sort of leaping in and out of shadows, sticking to doorways. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just, just walking along, going cat, 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 cat. He's Kronk from Emperor's New Group. Yes. 
<laughs> and um, Ildov, you are walking along. You're sort of trying to do what Cassian is doing on the opposite side of the street, but you keep tripping on your cloak. <laughs> um, so, like, every so often it's just punctuated with this, like, loud sound of your hand hitting the, the wall to keep Ow. your to keep your, your balance. You're um, jumping from moonlit area to moonlit Yes. Area. <laughs> well, no, jumping from non-moonlit area well, to non-moonlit right. area. Um, but you are, you're sort of making your way, you're keeping pace with each other as you, you approach the, uh, the place. And looking around, Cassian, you, you don't see anything that, that really, like, clues you into there being anything there. Ildov, in looking around, you, you eventually make it to the, the sort of area where you can see the sewer entrance, uh, and you, you scan the area, and you are, you're sure, there's, there's nobody there. Right. Coast is clear. Yeah, there's, okay. there's there's no one here. Through the Elder God Link. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm loving that image. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, great. So we, the Elder we God Sputnik. Sneak back to the group and and let them know. Okay. Um, that it, the approach seems clear. So we um, come on in, folks. Oh, Lush, do you want to be first in the first in the sewer since you're 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 uh, toughest and you can see in the dark? Okay. I think you're the only one that can't see in the dark. Yeah, well, you know, hey. <laughs> Valid point. Can't do much about it. So, Utesh is going in first? No. No, Lash. Oh, Lash is going in first? Goddamn How orcs. How dare you? <laughs> All half-orcs do not look alike, Sam. Uh, Prove yeah, it. I'm going in first. Okay, Olash is going in first. Uh, so as you all approach the sewer entrance, Utesh just sort of slides out oh. of the shadows of a nearby doorway. You can see, and looking at her, her leg is healed. Uh, she's no, she's not like walking with a cane or walking with a limp or anything. She seems to be back in fighting shape, and uh, she'll she'll without saying anything, just sort of like wave hello and then motion to come with her as she leads you off into the sewer. Oh, okay, cool. I follow. I'm assuming everyone else yeah. follows as well. Cannonball. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's like that fountain all over again. Yeah. So you uh, follow her into the sewer ways uh, until she sort of stops. Uh, she lights a torch, sort of mounts it on the wall so that you can all see. And she says, first, you've done well playing as if everything is normal. No one seems to be the wiser, and I haven't noticed anyone on my tail. So for that... Thank you. Second, we can't wait any longer. Word on the street is that Gulrek brought some heavy hitters into town, and my guess is they're responsible for what happened overnight. I'm, I'm sure you all heard about it, right? Okay, we said conclusion. Well, uh, if we don't act soon, I don't know what else they'll do. I think it's only fair to warn you, Utesh. Uh, we believe that Gulrek is involved with something larger and much more sinister than just simple crime and murder and extortion. Um, we've been hearing rumblings, rumors of the awakening of some kind of dormant evil, some bastard child of the gods that portends great destruction. And we believe these heavy hitters that you speak of are servants of this power, and that the Twerp has made some kind of unholy alliance with it. Just so you know what you're walking into. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was that's, our first um, word, too. Well, uh, I mean, that's not good, but it doesn't change my plans. Fair enough. Uh, it does, however, mean that we will have one additional objective going into whatever move we're making against the Torp, which is to retrieve a particular book uh, that appears to have some sort of divine properties and tells... It has information about the nature of this threat. It is absolutely not safe for anyone but Olash to read it. So if if you spot it, it it's a pretty gross book. It appears to be bound in human black flesh. and human flesh. Uh, so you'll you'll be able to tell which one we mean when you see it. Here's the all other warning. It's the book that Brother Dagron read before he went yeah. insane. So do not look inside it. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, yeah, message received. Yeah. Don't read the book. Don't read the book. And not because we don't trust you, just don't read the book. So we think it's in possession. We know it's in his possession. May or may not be in the possession of those robed beings that he brought into town. Okay. Also, 
we're learning more and more that everyone seems to believe he's a philanthropist and a good guy. So this is definitely something that could bring him down a few pegs if they knew that he, they were oh, alive to evilness. Gulric has spent uh, a small fortune keeping that image up in this city, making sure everyone thinks that he is squeaky clean and a good man. Uh, very few know what I know and what you know by now. Hmm. So uh, you, you mentioned a plan. Yeah. Hopefully um, it doesn't involve anyone named Carol. <laughs> Hey. That Carol operation went better than about 90% of ours. Right, but I don't want to involve Carol in this again, because Carol could get in trouble. Well, yeah, no, we're not. I'm not going to bring Carol into play. No, I, I don't know anybody named Carol. Okay. No, look, this is... Do you want Carol. to? <laughs> <laughs> not the time, really. Uh, right, I am confused. <laughs> Wait, so uh, real quick, are we calling are we calling Ildav Valera in front of Utesh? Well, Valera is supposed to be dead. Oh, but okay. Right but now. Utesh knows. But like it. Utesh does. Yeah, oh yeah. So you're oh. Valera here. I, well, yeah, it depends on Ildov is her real name. Yeah, Ildov is my real name. Valera sure? is her yeah. O R E yeah. alter ego. Yeah, Valera is my like O R E certified alter ego. So, the, but she, the, the story is, is that dead. she died in the fight with Utesh, so Utesh knows that's not true. Exactly. Right. But and basically, you can use any name you want. I think. Yeah. Utesh. Yeah. It's dealer's choice. Okay, Ooh. I mean, like, I just you, you can call sure me Ildov. Up your spot. Okay. No, it's just, Ildov is, like, not, you know, she's not, like, street legal, <laughs> so to speak. She's got a nitrous tank. <laughs> and, like, um, under neon. Yeah. And, uh, Wait, was that an option? God damn it, I knew yeah. I should have read the player's handbook. Yeah, it's it's in the, the, the expanded feats offered in Xanathar's Guide to Everything. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I don't want to, like, spread that name in the general public, but gotcha, Utesh gotcha. seems pretty cool, so let's find. Okay. Cool. So, cool. time in? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. That was a Saved by the Bell reference. Oh. We're old. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, Utesh continues and says, um, this is where it gets ballsy. It's, um, it's go big or go home time, right? So, we're going big. We're going to break into his mansion. We're going to either crack his safe or steal his safe to crack it later. Okay. Okay. So I figure either way we'll get his ledger and finally be able to expose him for the underhanded bastard that he is, and we can also find this weird skin book or whatever you guys are looking for. This like, skin I book. Like yeah, <laughs> Let's, we'll just call it the skin book. So I've been there before because I used to work with him, so I, I know the layout. I mean, I haven't been there recently. I don't know if anything's changed. I, I can't guarantee that, but uh, it's a start. Uh, oh, so one of us. Our number has been there recently. Maybe you can compare notes. Wait. So, wait, did you steal... That story was true? Yeah, yes. that's Carol. That's Carol. Oh, shit. He'll wow. here is something of a master of disguise. Uh, yeah. Shh. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm, uh, Please don't blow up my spot, okay? <laughs> I'm impressed. She shakes your hand. <laughs> so she, uh, she goes on to say, you know, uh, I... Um, I figure I could use some help getting in, and I could definitely use some help watching my back if these new players are involved. So that's that's kind of where I feel like you guys come in. I, uh, I I would use some of some of the coilers, but at this point, I'm just I don't know who might be compromised. Okay. You were your own organization has been infiltrated. I I mean at this point, the way things have gotten, I I I just don't want to take any chances. This is this is a hail mary kind of thing. Okay. What's the angle of approach? Well, I've um. I've got this map that I drew. Ooh. A map. Changing the map. Changing map time. Making some maps. A hand-drawn map by an orc. A small map. <laughs> uh, so she, she unfurls a small map that she's drawn of of his home. Uh, you can see it's a two-floor mansion. <laughs> I just got dog slimes. <laughs> <laughs> I should name my dog Slimer. Mmm. Uh, but yeah so she unfurls this small map that she gives to you that's got the uh, the second floor of the home and the first floor of the home as well as the the grounds and she goes on to point some things out to you on the map so there's there's a front entrance uh, which is where the gate is and that goes right up to his front door and there's a rear entrance to the home but uh, the entire building is surrounded by a 10-foot-high wall. Mm-hmm. So basically our options for getting in are either to go through the front door, which would be a very ballsy approach, 
Uh, we could try to go over the wall and directly onto the eaves of the house to get in through the second floor. Or we could try to get in through the sewers. There's a stable out back as well as a, a small shed where they like dump the chamber pots. So we could we could try to go up through the, the, the grates there, but then we'd still have to get across the grounds and into the building. Would you need a distraction of some sort? I mean, it depends on what we want to do. Either way, his office is that room with the red X in it. That's where we need to get. Is there a rear entrance to the... Yeah, that right there, that's a patio. Oh, okay. And it goes, there's doors that go right into the dining room in the den. What well, kind that's the of weird person approach. can afford a patio? I He's say... a very rich man. Ugh. That's the I shortest say... approach once we get in the house, but it does mean crossing the grounds in full view. Which would Well, I mean, I can become invisible. Right, but that's you. Sure. Oh, I mean, I can cast it on... Anything on anyone. R- right, but that's still one thing. It's Isn't it only one person at a time, though? Yeah, right. yeah. So, I mean, um, that, it's not saying you shouldn't use it. I'm just saying that it won't help the entire group. You can get in and out. Or I could cast it on Utash. Um. If, let's say we were to go in through the second floor eaves, as you were talking about, uh-huh. is there a way that, does that help us? Are there, are there like, trees on any side of the house or anything that would help us approach by stealth to that point? So... There's no trees on either side of the house, but the distance from the wall to the eaves in some places is only like five feet. So if we can get to the top of the wall, it's a it's a pretty easy jump. That's actually my vote. Uh, I, I, I vote for that approach. I think we, we're all decent enough climbers that we could get up there, and, and that leaves us exposed for the least amount of time before we're in the house. The worry is if those robe figures are as powerful as we think they are, they might detect us anyway just by us getting there if they're on edge. I feel like we need a distraction in the house to keep them occupied. In the house. Oh, well, we can, you know, I can. I have the mage hand that I can... It's true. I can just do another one of those distractions, or I can disguise myself as a robed figure. Is this the stables here, or...? Uh, yeah, that's that's the stables. The smaller shed is where they, like, empty the chamber We pots. can release the horses. Unless they deserve a punch. <laughs> I was wondering if that was the distraction you had in mind. Because <laughs> you said it as soon as he said, as soon as she said stables. There was part of that that there was. That's one aspect of what I was thinking of. The other was that one of us, I would volunteer for this, would go to the front door and like say it had a giant like you know big big uh, note for um, for the dwarf to say you know we found something. There's something huge, but I need to see him right away. Try to get inside and like talk about the book or talk about Carol or something else that we found out where they are, and distract. And just get them going. I don't know that we have any reason to think that those robed people are, go- like, able to constantly scan for us. I-, I see no reason to assume we don't have the element of surprise. I think we should preserve it if possible. Okay. I'm fine with that. I'm just trying to think outside the box to give us the best chance here. I- and also maybe punch a horse. <laughs> what's what's wrong with this guy? It's a whole it's, uh, thing. It's, we don't have time. Have you ever heard of Jelly Bean? I mean, I've heard of Jelly Beans. Remind me if we get out of this. I'll tell you the story of how Jellybean deserved the punch in the face. It's we got involved in small town politics, and it was just real ugly for all parties involved. Okay, okay. So you, so Cassian, you're saying we should go in through the second floor and then make our way downstairs to the office. Unless, unless there's some way we can cross that distance between the stable and the patio undetected. How well lit is it? Uh, I mean, at any given time, it's not like there are, you know, torches every five feet out there. Um, but, you know, I mean, we might want to do some recon ahead of time to see what kind of patrols are going mm-hmm. on. He usually has guards on the premises. Maybe it would be oh. worth, actually, maybe it would be worth doing some recon from the stables. And Yarfik, you could you could detect magic to see if there's any kind of magical alarm set on the I can area. also find, find traps, too. And hey. I can... I mean, I can make myself invisible and just, like, walk around. You do an initial recon. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. All right, so stables for the initial recon approach, and then... Do you Olash, you can keep the animals from panicking, right? Uh, Ten-minute ritual. Maybe, yeah. You have to do, like, a whole thing, but... Can you do that in the, in the sewer below the stables and then, like, pop up and be able to talk to them? <laughs> like, come. Like, everyone be cool. <laughs> an Olash jack-in-the-box. I mean, maybe not suddenly to avoid startling them, but but essentially, yes. Yeah. How, mu- how much yeah. time do we have, do you think? Or do we need to go right away? 
I mean, I, I wouldn't want to do it right away. I'd want to wait a little while until it's darker out. Just, you know, okay. as dark as it could be really would help. Um, if I could have 30 minutes to myself for a second, I might be able to give us some insight. Okay. I, I need to talk to Ajia about it, but I, I might be able to provide us with something. Okay, how how far off do we... I can be right here. I can stay right here if we want to in the sewer. I can find somewhere else, but I just need I need about 30 minutes to do By it. By all means. Great. Pray in the sewer. Yeah. Okay, so Yarfik, you... Uh... No, the, um, so what I'm doing is I'm casting Augury. Mm-hmm. So uh, 30 minutes, 25 gold pieces. Omen about a specific course of action you plan to take in the next 30 minutes. And you either get wheel, woe, or wheel and woe is the answers. I think so. So what is your specific... Ta- oh, actually, it only takes a minute for me to do that. Never mind. What is the specific course of action to which you are questioning? If we were going to in, uh, go into the twerp's house through the second floor, the easiest way specifically that we could stealth in, would we have a chance to get away with what we were doing, or get away with, with retrieving what we needed with the least amount of... Uh, a problem or hurt or casualties or anything else. I know it's as of mark of 25 gold pieces for that. Sorry. You get wheel and woe. God damn it. Um, you kind of get the feeling that that it it may be the best option, but there's also danger involved. So you don't get the feeling that it is a bad idea. Right. Uh, but you also kind of get the feeling that like there isn't a a right way. Like there, yeah. There's no one way that's gonna do this just perfectly. Is it wheel or not? Yeah, I think it is. Sorry, I'm just gonna check this quickly. Mm-hmm. It's familiar. Well, basically, so I come back to the group after doing mm-hmm. that. It's the safest course of action that we can probably take, but none of them are safe. Mm. Um, this isn't going to go well. No matter what we do, there's not going to be a good outcome to this. There's not going to be. There's not going to be a bad outcome, per se. So but it's neutral. not gonna. It's a neutral outcome. <laughs> In gen- in general, we do this. We it's not going to go. It's not going to go smoothly at all. We're going we to have expect trouble. You're saying, but so, not necessarily yeah. a bad outcome. It depends. Well, I, do we have any other option? I mean, look, I'm Cassian frickin' von Demos. I'm not going to back down from this just because some god says it's not going to go great. No offense. No, I'm I'm staring <laughs> daggers at you right now. Um, I'm sorry. Did you want to back down? Did you want to? Did you want to turn tail and run? Oh, now you're, now you're just being combative with me. No, I want to make sure everyone's safe and okay. I don't want people to get hurt because we're doing something we probably shouldn't be, but this needs to be done. I'd say if it's a choice between us getting hurt or everyone else getting hurt, it's a, that's an easy choice. I still think a distraction would help. Well, maybe... Could you ask that? <laughs> I can. It'll take me a little bit and I need to pull out another ornate card or two that I have to use. It, hmm. it, it, it takes a little bit for me to do. I have to give myself for this to work. Uh and it costs money. Well, that's the ornate card. It's yeah. the, the worth of that, so. Okay. So let's say we did do a distraction. You're, I'm assuming you're thinking of creating some kind of sound in the opposite side of the house from our approach? I could. I could do, I could also go inside and um, throw up some continual flame or something. I could, I could cause a lot of things to happen. I don't know that we want to set the house on fire. Look, no, my... Not. If I can sort of lay my two cents on this, um, my concern with us creating a distraction like that is that that puts them on edge. Right. Like, if, if we set something on fire or break some shit, they're just going to immediately think, like, oh, something's going on. We better look around. Yeah, I what? think we should try. We should at least try for the element of surprise. If that's hopeless from the start, then so be it. But then, yeah, then we'll just all just blast the heck out of everyone. Great. All right. Present company accepted, I hope. Oh, for sure. No, I don't want <laughs> to feel like you, you hesitated on that one. I'm, all I'm saying is don't cross my path. She's just saying that when the revolution comes, <laughs> you get blasted first. Well, of course. We've established this between the two of us, is that when it comes down to it, good and evil, we're going to be on opposite sides at some point. Well, I mean, you know. Is that what we established? I don't know that I'm on the evil side. I was going to say, I didn't realize Yarfik thinks he's evil. <laughs> <laughs> Yarthic, give yourself more credit there. <laughs> I, I will say this. Um, if we have, if Ildov here is approaching invisibly, then we have a bit of an ace in the hole. Uh, some, someone that they won't necessarily know or expect is there. I mean, unless those guys can see invisible stuff, in which case, hey. In which case, whatever. Then nothing we also have the, the option of, if you want to really throw them off, if we get into trouble, turn into Carol. 
and it'll incense. <laughs> I don't think that that is no, going. No, it'll to incense give the twerp and throw him off a lot of things. We may be able to escape and like split up and do what you need to do. It might also just turn him on. That's true. <laughs> okay, I have an idea. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Not about turning people on, to be clear. Then I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> As a possible escape route, what if, before we make our approach to the house, we do sneak up through the sewers into the stable, Olash gets the horses on our side so that they cover our escape if we can run down through the stables into the sewer and ask the horses to cover our, our backs and kick anyone who tries to come in after us. So this is me outside the game. You're going to make her Andre the Giant, and she's going to get the white horses so everyone can jump out the window and ride off into the sunset. I wasn't necessarily thinking that the horses would would be ridden by us. I was thinking more that they would kick they would the kick the crap out of anyone <laughs> who tries to come in. I was just seeing if it was a princess bride allegory, and I was trying to make sure of that. So, I mean, you can certainly try. That's just my that's just my vote. I, I'm digging the creativity. <laughs> Let's go for it. I like that. Uh, do we have yeah. like oats that I could? So you you may not necessarily have some right now, but you've got time to yeah. procure things before okay. whatever's going to go down goes down. Just like from the last conversation I had with a horse. <laughs> not that like all horses are the same. But like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think having oh, some incentive is a good yeah. idea. Maybe some sugar cubes. An apple. I got those. Yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. Don't you? <laughs> I do. But you are not in charge of ho- horse diplomacy. <laughs> <laughs> no tip. Ooh, that might be the name for this episode. <laughs> Horse diplomacy. <laughs> no tip. All right. So, assuming that we can get onto the eaves, um, do you happen to know Utesh, wi- like where on the second floor is closest to the wall that we could and like wi- or put it? Hmm. I assume. Okay, Sam. I'm assuming. So these are these are these stairs. Yes. So. It, approaching from this side would be ideal because we're just that much closer to the office that way. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so um, is there a spot on this wall that's close to the trees, or to that's that's close to where the wall is close to the house? Um, either the the library or the guest bathroom would be sort of the best places to enter. Okay. Um, and and uh, you know Utesh says also you know the the library or the guest bathroom on the second floor. Uh, I mean, if if they are still those things, mm-hmm. uh, it would probably be the least trafficked, especially by the time we're going, because the other rooms are bedrooms. I vote library. I mean, there's a small chance that the book would even be in there, right? I doubt that he would just stick that book up on the shelves like it's any those, old. Probably not right on the shelves. It's any old book. But it, no. might, it might be in there under guard or something. Or there, it's with the hooded figures. They brought it back to be those scholars that can read over that. Or that. I can't believe she fell I, for that. He obviously knows how important the book is, so I would assume that he's going to put it either in the safe or it's with a person. Hmm. Uh, which means. I think some the, stuff how might big is the safe down. that he has? Do we know? Once again, I don't know if he's upgraded or anything, but right. the safe that I know of, uh, I mean, it's like 12 cubic feet or so, weighs about 300 pounds. I mean, if we have to leave with it, you know, like me and Olash could certainly carry it together, but we'd probably have to go out the front door. Hmm. So I'd rather just be able to crack it right there. I've got thieves tools. I can, you know, I'm pretty good at this stuff, but it might take me some time. That's the other thing. So okay. I need to... I can give you a little help with that, actually. So can I. Well, I can cast Cat's Grace too. I just we could figure that out. Sweet, and I can I can d- either do that or give Bardic Inspiration. Which would be better because you if you both cast Cat's Grace, oh, yeah, like they don't stack. stack. Yeah, no. Good call. I'm just saying, I'm just saying in general. I have that plus a bunch more because I I figured out that I can actually cast some. Okay, well then there's something here that I can cast that'll give that enhance ability. Gives like a list of things I can yeah. cast on people. Okay, then I'm gonna revise oh. my recommendation. I say in through the guest bathroom. That's the shortest we... distance to the top of the stairs. Well, Down see, here's the thing: is I I uh, I can cast mold earth. Can you now? It just makes it all moldy. Yeah. <laughs> can we tunnel in <laughs> from the stables? So I could. Yeah, I mean, I can sort of change the shape of the yard. Interesting. To give us uh, cover, maybe. I mean, cover. like, I don't know that some like they will probably notice that, like, oh, well, hey, could the dirt's be, moving around. But could that also be a good thing if we get caught and we need to run? You can then put up like armaments and stuff that we can get through in, later on. So if we're running out in the yard, all of a sudden we're being attacked. You can make a throw up a pit or something. or something like that. That way, it covers our escape. 
I don't. I mean, I. What are my limitations with this? Do you know? Uh, I'm looking it up. What is it? What is it? Mold Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Here, hold on. I can get it. It's not in the player's handbook. It's not. No. Well, that's a cantrip, so you can kind of do that as many. So times yeah, so I can do that at will. But is it from? Well, could could you actually? I mean, could you make a tunnel if by doing that several I mean, times? It does say you know? excavate. But you're a digger better than Cassian. I know what I know what I'm beat. Uh, it's in the elemental evil one. That's why. Um, so. <laughs> Nice. No, it, it's Elemental Evil is the, the supplement that it's Oh, from. I know, I know. I'm still saying it's funny. Yeah. That's uh, so the way Mold Earth works is you choose a portion of dirt or stone that you can see within range that fits within a five-foot cube. Mm-hmm. Uh, you manipulate it in one of the following ways. If you target an area of loose earth, you can instantaneously excavate it, move it along the ground, and deposit it up to five feet away. Great for your tunneling business. <laughs> um This movement doesn't have enough force to cause damage. Uh, You can cause shapes, colors, or both to appear on the dirt or stone, spelling out words, creating images, or shaping patterns that last for an hour. If the dirt or stone you target is on the ground, you cause it to become difficult terrain. uh, Alternatively, you can cause the ground to become normal terrain if it is already difficult terrain. Hmm. Uh, And that also lasts for one hour. If you cast this spell multiple times, you can have no more than two of its non-instantaneous effects active at one time. Okay. So it sounds like we could use that to create a tunnel under the yard to the patio. If it's if the the ground is loose earth. Oh. Yeah. Which or I can yeah, change it. Or um, if we are escaping through the sewer, I can make it difficult terrain. You well, you can make two can five make foot two cubes. Two five foot cubes difficult terrain. Okay, so that'll be good for covering our escape, not so much for our not approach. so much for our yeah. approach. Yeah. What do you think, Olaf? Uh, uh, but I do also have mage hand. Sorry. No, it's okay. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. She does also have mage hand. <laughs> All right. So um, the plan. Okay. So here's here's my basic pitch. Up over the wall, in through the guest bathroom window. That's a, that gives us the shortest distance to the top of the stairs. Uh, can I just? Are we going to be singing She Came In Through the Bathroom Window? <laughs> I mean, we could <laughs> sing it later. <laughs> We'd also go to the wall. Anyway, sorry. And then to the window. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, down down the stairs, into the office. Um, Yarfik and I, you know, enhance... Um, From enhance what I, I will say again, I am not stealthy. And I am not very good. So if you have me walking long distances, there's a better chance of being caught with me. Well, well, why don't you just take off your armor? Then I mean, I, then you're not a walking box of pots and pans. But then again, I'm, I'm open to getting hurt a lot easier. Yeah, but hopefully we're trying to avoid combat. I mean, you could always put your armor on once we get into the office. From what I remember... Do you know remember, how long it takes me to put armor on? It takes ten minutes. From what I remember, on. standing on that platform above the stairs, the guards could see, right? That the weren't there guards like stationed at the front door, and they could at see. that time there were at that time. I mean, you know, who knows? Can I imagine they might uh, do that often. Are, just curious, are the floors just made of wood? Could we cut through from the second floor to the first floor and go cut right into through? the office? Go what into the mean, guest, just carrying a chainsaw? guest bathroom here. Well, I don't oh, know. We have magic and that's, stuff. Oh, I mean, that's true. We do uh, I mean, I guess you you could feasibly could the floor? cut I mean, a hole. <laughs> you could feasibly cut. A, I don't know how you're going to do that without anyone knowing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's going to be. I'm amazing. just trying to think outside the box. Here. Uh, I appreciate. It. There's no bad ideas. Well, I mean, that's not a great one, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then maybe. I mean, unless someone could cast like silence or something, but I don't know. I, I don't think I have that. You oh, have you that? Well, oh, that's something. Okay. And yeah, then then Olash can just axe her way through the floor, and we drop down in, into the room. Right, right. But the problem is, if I if I cast it, it's a twenty foot radius. That also means any vocal components of your spells won't work. But hopefully, so, we won't need that- to be casting spells in that time. I'm just saying, if you're using magic to take out the stuff, you won't be able to say the magic word and use that part of it. Okay, I'm well, just saying. Well, that, I think that's a risk worth taking. We can stay as much outside of the radius as possible. True, we could all hang back. All right, I'm more than happy Keep to do eye. that. Although you were convincing me to go 
flagrante delicto and just take my armor with me. I wasn't telling you to go naked. <laughs> I was just saying don't wear your armor. I'm assuming you've worn other clothing in the in your life. No, yes, he's I, incredibly uh, chafed. <laughs> it's real <laughs> gross. <laughs> He's lying. <laughs> I have one of the clothes, but I figured, you know, if we're being all stealthy, what would throw more people off right. than a What's naked dwarf? What's stealthier than nakedness? <laughs> I'll just say, if, if he came across a naked dwarf with a hammer, it'll throw some people off. So Sounds here. like you want to be naked. Yeah, I mean, if this is, look, don't you don't have to pile a bunch of justifications on it. If you want to sneak in there naked, just, just you do it. There's a part of me that would be really thrilled to do it, but no, I like the idea of digging through the bottom. And that way we can get the safe into the hole, cover it back up, and take it with us. Yeah, how many times can you cast silence? Uh, it's a second level. I can cast it at least two more times today. So we could even we could even be silent while we're hefting it back up and out, potentially. Yep. Or we can just try to buy Utesh time to break into it. I mean, ho- hopefully I they won't be alerted by her breaking. Oh, but breaking into the safe. I see what you're I saying. I can also cast yeah. it on the door in the room. I can cast it wherever we need, where that like it wouldn't escape. Sound wouldn't escape, basically. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's a viable plan. So, I mean, hopefully the process of lockpicking will be quiet enough that we won't need it there. Might want to save it for stopping those robe guys from casting spells, just in case. It's fine. But the first use will be to cut through the floor. Um, I still say we we set up the escape route with the horses first. I like that too. I'm just saying my spell also only lasts ten minutes. Okay. Just to let you know. Do you think you can cut through a floor in ten minutes? I have never tried. Okay. We'll, well find out. I can, I can help you. Oh, well, no, I have to concentrate, don't I? I have to keep the silence spell up. Yep, that's concentration. Yeah, but you can I still can, attack when you have concentration spells on. You just can't cast other spells. Right, so yeah, I can, I can help her with strength and I can attack. I can just, yeah, so it'll work. Mm-hmm. I, it's a concentration Oh, you spell. can help her back. I can help her back yeah, yeah. while I'm also casting and having the spell up. Cool, so. cool, cool, cool. So our plan is to go through the window. Go into then to the, the wall. No, you're going over the wall and then to the window. Right, over the wall, into the window, into the guest bathroom. Mm-hmm. Which is right above the office. Which is right above the office. You're going to cast... Silence. Silence. Olash is going to cut through the floor. Meanwhile... Probably with the office help. Cassian and I will be outside of this, the sphere of the spell yep. of silence. Um, what are we doing? I think just just, just covering. Kind of just, just chilling. Yeah. What, watching just out for... Chilling. And then hopefully, when we fall through the floor, there are not people in the office. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is the wild card, I guess. Hence why naked dwarf. <laughs> Look, go for it, man. Well, what is, is there a window in the office? Maybe I, we can, like look through like maybe i can be invisible and walk around the grounds and oh good thinking look through a yeah, window do the to see. scout um so maybe i'm maybe i will just sneak through the back door and you guys enter from the and you can you can wall. sort of telepathically let us know if there's anything going on on the first floor while we're yeah. doing our thing yeah okay i like this and All then right. i'm there and that way we can you can also scan for magic traps in the yard Yes, I can. That'll blow in my spells uh, slots for silence, but yes, I can do it. Oh, it's the same. Well, we don't need... Um... I mean, well, this is the thing. If, if I do it, I have a thing called find traps. And what it does is it's, I can sense the presence of any trap within line of sight. Not exact location, but general nature of the trap. Well, I can't tell where it is. But why don't you just do detect magic? I can do that. I so. assume... I would find it hard to believe that he's booby-trapped his own backyard. I mean, it's not a fortress. It's just... It, it's where he lives. I mean, you would know. You worked there for a little bit. Did you see that... I mean, he's he's never really been that kind of paranoid, but I haven't been there in a while. I don't know what he's done. And the Carol thing did happen, and that kind of threw him off. Yeah, but Carol Carol got in by deception, not by stealth. I mean, he's always been more about living guards. Right. I say that the, the main wild card we need to be worried about is magical alarms or, or traps. I, I, I just, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would want his palatial mansion to be full of deadly booby traps that might hit him. I say we just, let's just, let's go for it. And if we run into a trap, then... We'll deal with it as it comes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hands in. On three (laughs) Vita. (laughs) Why not stay on brand? (laughs) One, One, two, two, three. Vitas! And that's where we'll end.
Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast, and you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. Please leave us a review on your podcast listening platform of choice. They help to justify our continued existence. And if you'd really like to show us some love, head over to Patreon.com slash IWVTCast and consider donating some dollars to the show to help us upgrade our equipment and continue to improve it for you. Also, don't forget to reserve your seats for our next live show by going to the March calendar at VTComedy.com. Seats are already going fast, so don't miss out. The Improvised Weapons theme and outro are by Adam Rabin. You can check out all of his work at imadeitup.com. Tune in next time as the party embarks on their most well-planned endeavor to date. What could go wrong? So, so, so many things. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. This has been a Puma Knife production.